are we did you tell them that we're selling timeshares that we're what okay. selling timeshares yeah. yeah isn't that why they're here so welcome to our permit scheme <laughs> and glad to have you if just everybody in the front row buys it and then they get everybody in the row behind them to buy in we can just really domino this thing <laughs> that's good commitment that guy probably had like eight kids <laughs> you just <laughs> this is you ate all alex would you like to start yeah i'm ready Good morning, everyone. Uh, oh, it's like school. <laughs> Welcome to Success Through Failure in Pop Culture. I'll be your moderator today. I'm Alex Catherine, and I'm going to let the panel introduce themselves so I don't mess anything up. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm Daniel Vargas. I am one-third of the Weekly DLC. I'm an anime connoisseur and a TikTok newbie. And hello, everyone. My name is Karosh Trezavi. I'm a w another third of the Weekly DLC. I'm one of the co-hosts, and I run a lot, of, a lot of the editing behind the scenes. And just to preface, I'm not wearing these glasses to be uh, a jerk or anything. It's kind of like my anxiety armor right now because I'm really nervous. <laughs> so bear, just bear with me. I'm Daniel Jang, the last third of the Weekly DLC podcast, um, <laughs> Twitch affiliate, YouTube partner, and I once made Hideo Kojima laugh like a schoolgirl. <laughs> Hello everyone, I am Joanna Leak. I am nerd artist and CEO of Here Comes a Nerd, where I make happy art for all fandom-loving hearts. I am zero-thirds of the <laughs> <laughs> And I'm JPG. I am a pop culture educator and consultant. I run a consulting firm called Intermyth in order to get people into content creation for pop culture. Uh, I was hired by the weekly DLC to be here, so... <laughs> Yeah. And can we have a round of applause for these guys? It's their first panel. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I love this crowd. Thank it's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is not my first moderation. Uh, so I tend to throw you guys into interaction a little bit. So just be prepared for a little bit of that. But uh, yeah, I think we should start with probably the most important question since it's literally in the title of the panel, which is, what do you guys think uh, failure looks like? Let's define failure. So um, failure for me, because there's like the definition of just failure is you don't succeed in, in something, but I think there's like certain steps. So I have a goal of getting views when I do TikToks, and if I don't reach that goal, that's a failure. But I'm learning in a sense of like to accept that for myself. So... Now, Jing, you also do uh, Twitch and YouTube. So when you look at failure, are you measuring it by the same way? How are you kind of measuring failure? Um, it It's kind of like how Vargas said, where I'm going with my goals, but like also make realistic goals. Like if you hit affiliate, like celebrate the small successes as well. So don't, don't look at like, oh, I got to be Twitch partner. Like if I hit Twitch affiliate, that's... That's good enough. Now, Joanna, you're in a totally different world. Oh, completely different. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're the 0% of this. And I did want to mention as well, this is your first convention in general, right? For WonderCon? This is your first WonderCon? This is my first WonderCon. Yeah. Um, and so I actually do have a booth at DL49 if you want to come and say hi. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> Please stay for now. But afterwards, if you want to come visit me. I'd... We'll Congo line there. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. I love that. Uh, but you're obviously going to measure things differently than these guys. So wh what are you looking at when you're talking about failure? 
Oh, I think my my definition of failure when it comes to content creation has really morphed over time. Um, for most small businesses, uh, they they define success based on sales. So it's like they make a post, they want to make a sale, right? Um, but I kind of had to change my thought process on that and change my definition of failure uh, to be more of like, I like to post content to make other people happy, right? And to make myself happy, it's fun to make. <laughs> Uh, so, so in that, failure became simply not posting instead of having to make sales when I post. Yes. I, like the, I like the difference there. Yeah. <laughs> That's important. Now, Karosh, um, how would you say that failure has defined you? I think for me, that's a good question. Um, I'm just a series of failures <laughs> in a lot of ways in my creative endeavors. And I think that's, I've leaned into that as part of the humor of it. I like to find the humor in it. But I just like to run with jokes. Like I'll do creative posts of like, oh, this could be a polished. I see tons of polished reviews or creative ideas out there that I want to pursue. I like to do my spin on it. And it's kind of leaning into the, you're kind of doing it in a haphazard way. And I've kind of like, lean into that direction and made it part of my creative process as much as I can um, just so I feel like I still have a little bit of control in it <laughs> and as in the in the sea of lack of control and just all the all the stuff that's out there so right you try to take that failure and turn it around into something else yeah absolutely that uh, JPG what about you how would you say failure has defined you I think it's definitely had <laughs> We've we've had to reframe, right? You know, a few of us have talked about reframing. I just wanted to like do a quick exercise, real quick. Who in here is a content creator? Like, who's who's building? Who's trying to build something? Okay, keep your hands up if this is true. Um, who kind of sucks at it? Okay, cool. <laughs> it's weird that more hands showed up, right? <laughs> it's weird that more hands, right? So um, the way that I explain it, especially to clients, is because Karosh was actually the one who reached out to me about this panel first and foremost. And the here's here's the thing, okay? You're, you've, you've all said that you kind of suck at this, but failure is basically the you didn't get your personal end result. You had something in your mind, you're like, oh, I didn't get that, so I failed, right? Well, how does that make sense? You kind of suck at it. So reframing your thought process of like, oh, like if I'm not that if not if I'm not very good at this yet, how can I reframe it to have better goals for myself? Right? So yeah. So I try to I usually get laughs when I talk about kind of sucking at stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying the joke failed. Yeah. So yeah. But so let's reframe that joke. Yeah, you have seen a failure in real time. So <laughs> This is a live demonstration, everyone. You're in the splash zone. I think that's a really excellent point, though, when you're talking about setting goals. If I know I'm not an expert at something, why am I comparing my goals to an expert at something? It, it doesn't make sense to be like, oh, why am I skating for the first time and that person can do a triple? I can't do a triple, so I failed. Well, I think I'd like to add something. Yeah, that absolutely. Um, I think in the reframing aspect, being a series of players, we've been doing this for the for the three of us. We've been doing this for over six years now. Well, and you guys just hit three hundred episodes, right? That is you guys true. Guys, we did three hundred episodes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Stumbled the whole way here. <laughs> um, but part of that was reframing a lot of those like missteps and errors. Like we've tried to do panels in the past. We've tried to do interviews. We've tried to do uh, different types of opportunities and now we've reframed those like like we were saying f failures or or missteps or lack of what we were out the outcomes we were seeking and turn it into we can share our experiences and like that's literally what led me to talk to, to jpg and and to be here now so i think 
reframing is very critical. Perspective is very critical, and, and trying to ha spin things in a way that you can still take it in a direction. It's like what you do. What do you do with that outcome? Do you just let it sit, or do you act on it in some way? My goal outcome for this panel is by the end of it, your glasses come off and you're feeling all confident. We're we're in the same. I want to be like I'll start. Got a little peek. Did you see it? <laughs> now, Jane, why would you say that failure is important to the creation process? I think you have to learn. Like, usually with failure, you should be learning something. And, like, with each failure that I had, it, you kind of, like, reconfigure. And it's okay to, like, take a step back. But as long as you keep on going forward and keep on trying new things. So. JPG, what about you? Oh, uh, like, to piggyback off of that, it, it's... It's not just okay to take a step back, like it's essential, right? It's essential to your process. You, if you're not taking a step back and you're perfect the whole way through, write a book because other people are gonna wanna know the same <laughs> exact process, right? So I, I, it's, it, failure is essential to the reframe process. Now, Joanna, what would you say is the most common failure in your kind of space? Ooh, in my space. Which uh, I know is different than, not my space, because, you know. That oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're in the face space time now, but, you know, in your space. <laughs> in the space. Right. Uh, I would say just not getting your work out there is probably the biggest failure you can make as a small business, because if you're not, if you're not putting yourself out there, if you're not putting your work out there, how is anyone supposed to see it, right? So it's kind of better to post something that you're not necessarily the most proud of than to post nothing right so that's kind of how i take it is like just just try to get it out there doesn't matter how many people see it people are going to see it vargas what about you for for my space yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so when it comes to like we've we've done the podcast we've we've been doing the podcast but i think in the very beginning we used just one device to record all of our stuff and it was terrible. We had it in the middle. It wasn't grabbing all of our voices perfectly. It sounded echoey far away. And we we learned from that process. And we um, we got better mics, mics that go to our mouth now. Our locations changed. We were in a room that was like a private space. We went in front of a sushi restaurant after we ate there, recorded. They would wave at us by yeah. as we're <laughs> recording. And other people were like, what are they doing? And like, we had, we, had, we recorded in multiple locations. And... <laughs> We've we've settled finally on one spot, a closed room with like no outside outside sound. You can say my house. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 his place. Um, and this is how you, you get boxed. <laughs> if you would have had me listen to a podcast where y'all were like actively eating, I would have uh, like I nobody would have found your bodies <laughs> at this point. <laughs> We did. We did an episode where we ate hot wings. I'm just saying. Oh, oh like during? <laughs> yeah, it was a challenge. Oh, like just the opposite <laughs> of ASMR at this point. <laughs> yeah. Now, Krosh, what about you? What is the most common failure you're seeing in your space? I think the most common thing is uh, consistency or longevity. I see uh, folks, you know, just being in this in the podcasting space, just to that in and of itself. Many podcasts I see there, they go, uh, you know, a couple episodes a season, however they want to frame it, but then it peters out, either due to the, the engagement that they're getting, not getting, and w kind of like what, what Joanna was mentioning, just continuing, on a, even on our bad days, even on days where we're like, what topic do we talk about? This one. We talked about it already. 
for the eighth time. We've talked about it already. <laughs> but let's reframe it. Let's turn it like how what are we what's important about it today? And then we turn it and we're like, we just keep going. And now we can say X, Y, and Z. We we can we have viewers and such and such. And like looking at that, I see that oftentimes with other podcasters is that they they just they they say, What why do I keep going? kind of thing. And just to piggyback off of that. All of us get discouraged, and whatever line of work you do, you will get discouraged at some point or another. But the whole thing is to keep creating and keep pushing forward even through those hard moments because 100%. it's going to come out the other end. Jing, for you, we were talking about kind of pushing through. How have you kind of turned that around? When you're having a failure, what have you done to turn it into a success or just at least push through to the other side? Hmm. I think... To have a good like support group when when it comes to like for example like like Twitch streaming like have other Twitch streamers that you guys can talk to about certain things but and support each other. I think we, well we met through like meetup. Yeah, through, I, I, I just wanted to play a game. Yeah, we, I, we played a mo- game called Monster Hunter and there was like a meetup and that's how I met Karosh and I knew Vargas through. Uh, Coworkers, yeah. coworkers. This, yeah. this sounds like a triple catfish, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> kind of does because they're trying now trying to pretend they're one person. Just like <laughs> <laughs> but then that grew. Like we we met others. We met uh, friends that are currently here today that are in the creative stuff. We met everyone on stage today through various measures of creative stuff. So just building that support and like bouncing those ideas. I I agree with that. JPG, what about you? I uh, I made the joke and I forgot the question. <laughs> uh, how have you turned and pushed through failure to to turn it into a success or at least get to the other side of whatever you were in in that moment? Uh, I I think when we think about success and failure, uh, when you're starting the content creation process, right? What I think a lot of people think is, I want to start the content creation process because I'm good at this, right? People are going to want to listen to me. I'm good at this. And then when the results don't come in, that's when they get discouraged. And that's what Crush is talking about, about like things like petering out, right? Uh, as opposed to, I think what f- these failures have taught me is start at the bottom. Start and think, okay, this could be good. What can I do to make it better? And then build off. As opposed to starting at, oh, everybody's going to listen to me and my friends. And then not have the results that you want. And it comes with us. I feel like being at that bottom, like starting there, it's, there's a freedom with it that I enjoy. It feels like, okay, not as many eyes are on me. I can try this. I can try eight different ideas out. One could be a, a great idea that I could polish and iterate on another. I just don't feel like. But the fact that I ha- I felt comfortable to do it is one of my favorite things. It's like I can, I relish it and it helps me prepare for, for this, for being able to speak a little bit better, you know, in front of a larger group of folks, to, to share, to, to, to uh, commiserate with like the shared endeavors and stuff, so. I also am a big believer in um, like when you are failing uh, and you get to a place where you feel like you're progressing, you get to a place where you're progressing because of the kindness of strangers turned into friends. Right, Jang touched a little bit about this as well for uh, for building community. Uh, so it's the idea that like there's somebody who's just going to give you a chance. Uh, did anybody stick around for the panel that was right before this? Okay, so Jordan Ellis, uh, w- uh, in one of my 
old uh, podcast networks. I was running a podcast network at 10 shows. That one completely failed, and I definitely <laughs> messed up on that. Uh, but uh, Jordan actually took a chance on me and gave us a 40% off code on everything on her website if you used our code for it. Right? So for years, she took a chance on us for that stuff. So making sure that you build that community and those strangers turn into friends, that's really one of the only ways that I can see going forward and building failure, uh, building success through failures. Now, we talked about this a little bit off stage. I'm going to bring it up here, but I'm going to make sure we're not alone here. So I'm just going to ask everybody first, and then we'll throw it back to you guys. But who here deals with anxiety when they are creating any kind of content? All right, so we're going to jump into that a little bit. And Vargas, I'm going to start with you because we had a whole lot of talk about this <laughs> <laughs> off stage. But let's talk a little bit about what you're dealing with when you're dealing with anxiety and content creation. So with my anxiety, um, so I, I do like TikTok videos, and I was afraid to show myself. Like, I made videos of, of things that I'm pointing at, but never videos of myself. And I just, I build the courage. Um, I, I think... It's in a, in a way what Karosh is doing where he has the glasses as his, as his anxiety armor. I did the same thing with like sweaters. I was afraid to just have like a shirt on and, and talk to people. But when I put on a sweater, I felt a little more comfortable. So that's, that's my armor. And I was able to, you know, make videos of with, with myself, face the, facing the camera to myself. And uh, it's, it's worked out pretty good so far. I'm getting eyes from over there. <laughs> oh, was that you? Did you want to? Did I want to say something? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, I have a lot to say on anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Um, yeah, much like what Vargas said is like I, I really struggle with anxiety as well. I'm sure most of us like displayed, we all experience it at some point. Um, my thing that I, that helps me is sometimes I'll like I'll post onto social media and I'll just <laughs> I'll just turn off my phone for like like 30 minutes. I'll just be like not today. And uh, that helps me not like sit there and like refreshing to see engagement. It helps me like step away from the anxiety for a little bit. And then I could to kind of like cool down for a second before I actually go to check on it. But uh, that's kind of like a little trick that I do. It's probably terrible. Don't listen to me. <laughs> but, but it helps me. So maybe it'll help one of you too. I'm going to touch back to what Vargas said about armor. Uh, and this is something that, uh, it was something that Vargas and I connected about when, when we were talking about this panel. And um, I, I, I attend Comic-Con. I'm in full suits. It's 100 degree weather every time, right? I'm <laughs> vacuum sealed into this thing yeah, right he now, is. right? <laughs> <laughs> but it acts as my armor. And, uh, and Cole is actually in the audience right now. He's actually oh. one of the, uh, we're co-hosts for another show. And uh, whenever we had to apply for panels, uh, I would do all of the paperwork, and then everybody would assume that 6'4", handsome man, is the one that's in charge. <laughs> right? So the second I started, you know, like, I guess shopping at the Baby Gap, uh, <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> is that uh, people took me more seriously, and this is officially my armor now. Now, I'm lucky in the sense where I found something that works for me, but it is a good, I, I hope that we can spark the conversation of what works for you. What is your armor when you're in the space? Now, when we're talking about this kind of stuff, we've got people, JPG, you're on Twitch. I've got Twitch and YouTube over here with Jing. I've got TikToks over here. So we're, 
I think all of you are on TikTok except for JBG, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Get with get, the times. We'll get, get with the times. I know, banned. I know. <laughs> By the time he gets on, it'll be banned. In yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but we're talking about, as you mentioned, kind of putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and actually putting your face on camera. So what's something that you had to do in that moment the first time to get yourself on camera? What was that breakthrough moment like? For for me, I I think my first video where I showed my face, I recorded it like 20 times. <laughs> I did different takes, different ways. And I, I just, it was so um, anxiety inducing that I was going to show my face to the world, even though it, like anyone can see it. I'm like, you know, I walk out in public and stuff, but I was just so afraid. So I made 20 videos. I found like the, the one I felt most comfortable with. I put it out there. And then since then, I've been able to, to dial that back. Now it's just like 15 videos before I release it. So, <laughs> Jang, what about you? A lot of your content creation is, you know, camera facing. The very first YouTube video I made, it took me like five hours to make. <laughs> and like, I still leave it on my YouTube. It's cringy, but like I... It, it reminds me of how far I've come from then to now. So, like, yeah. You guys don't understand. He has a serious black music video that he recorded in the middle of L.A. Yes. In the, in the pop, most popular congested area. I had a wig. <laughs> in full regard. Prison. So, prison. The, the journey. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you don't cringe at your first episode, yeah. you're not doing it right. Right? Like, I, I, the first podcast I ever recorded was 12 years ago. We're in a dimly lit, uh, uh, like, college dorm room. <laughs> like, we didn't have, it wasn't even a microphone. It was just one of our old iPhones that we were just trying to talk into. Right? If you're not cringing, you're not doing it right. On on the topic of cringe, I feel like something that everyone can relate to, no matter consecration or just on your own. When, you're, when you have a video that family took of you or if you're just recording and you hear yourself, that, that moment when you hear yourself. Oh. I've desensitized myself to that. So when I'm sitting there recording our voices. I hear myself talk a thousand times. It sounds I've disassociated to a certain <laughs> point from that person. That's someone else talking. That's, that's another career. <laughs> Thank <laughs> God for editors, yeah. right? If you have a separate editor so you don't have to listen to yourself every time make the same exact mistake. But to go to what Vargas is saying of not now that's just I'm dealing with voice when I'm doing video like what Vargas said like I'm seeing these inflections and I'm looking at the most granular things that most people probably aren't even paying attention to but I see it right it's a 15 second clip nobody cares but we care (laughs) (laughs) now Jing what got you to push past that because you obviously you posted it it's still there but you've posted so much content since so what was it after that first video that got you to make the second and so on and so forth. I think you just get desensitized. Once you start putting yourself out there, it, like it gets easier and easier. In a easier. good way. Yeah, it gets easier and easier. After the serious black rap video, like I, I could do anything. You're like, there's nothing uh, that also, could be worse. Also the fact that people don't really care. Well, I mean, like, they don't like they're not gonna judge you. Oh see, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight you on that, Jang. Okay. Um, because uh, uh, one, one with your thing. words, not, not <laughs> like, like yeah, fight, fight. Not, yeah, you're like you're like three feet taller than me. How am I gonna actually fight you? Uh, he goes in the baby gap. So, yeah, somebody get me another chair. Okay. Uh, so uh, I'll challenge you on this, right? Because the, one of the things that I t- uh, that I get to consult on is public speaking, right? And then one thing in public speaking is nobody wants you to suck. Everybody is in the audience hoping that you are the best of the best at this point, right? So it's not that people care; it's that the people are thinking higher of you than you actually are in the moment, right? 
hopefully that like or are you just gonna like meet me out back <laughs> like you're just, like, <laughs> Now, Joanna, it's a little different for you because you're putting yourself out there and you're also putting your artwork out there. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a different uh, ballgame when it comes to owning a small business. By, by chance, is there any other small business owners in the audience? Oh, Just, oh okay. Yeah. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Um, but one thing that I learned specifically about putting like my face to the business is for the first couple of years. So Here Comes the Nerd has been around for almost eight years now. Don't remember a moment of it. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Blacked out, very, woke was, up here. It was very fun eight years. Um, but at first, like for the first couple of years, you know, it's kind of the, the Amazon mentality where uh, people expect like fast production, just everything like at high speed behind. But literally, for Here Comes a Nerd, it's me. Hi. If you make an order, it's me. Um, so I, I felt the need that I needed to start putting my face out there to show people that, you know, they're, you know, it's just me. I'm human. Uh, I'm not a robot. I work full time. Yeah, I'm, I'm busy. I try my best. But uh, so that is kind of what encouraged me to start making more content that actually showed me. It makes me so much anxiety, so much anxiety, but it's worth it in the end because I feel like more people really understand what goes behind the scenes. Now, you mentioned something. I'm going to jump on here for a second. Again, audience participation. Um, <laughs> so let's raise your hand again if you're a content creator of any kind. Keep your hand up if you also work a day job. Everybody kept their hands up. <laughs> so obviously we're not making enough here as much as we would love to do this full time and live in this space. So without outing what you do, because again, let's not get doxxed, um, what are you doing to find a balance? JPG, I'm going to start with you on this one because I know how crazy you work. But what do you do to find a balance between those two worlds? Uh, well, um, all of you have just fallen into my trap uh, because I'm going to talk about scheduling. <laughs> trap card. Boo. These Yay. people, yeah, see, they're people, yeah, they're people that are <laughs> booing me right now. So um, I have 14 different colors on my Google calendar right now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And, and so I think when you know you have your let's call it your day job right this is like what you're doing in order to pay the bills to make sure that you have self a roof over your head right what you're doing at your day job you take very seriously because of the benefits that it gives you right and i think that a lot of people kind of lose that same sort of mentality when it comes to your own work because they're like oh like well i have to put food on the table and then i can create right and so something that I try to, uh, to get people on, but I, I, you know, this is pertinent because I constantly fail at this, is, is having schedules. Like set out, okay, I'm going to have two hours of this time to just work on this, right? Has anybody heard the concept of deep work? Anybody? Okay. So like deep work is the idea that like for 45 minutes, just work on the thing you're supposed to be working, no excuses, right? And then for the rest of the day, the rest of the night, don't even worry about it, but you know that you got that 45 minutes in. Uh, it's something that tries to, well, once again, hopefully reframes your perspective on how you create content. Uh, who else here would like to talk? Yeah, I knew. I was <laughs> Yo, JBG, you spoke to me when you said scheduling. I was like, please keep Oh, going. my God, yeah. <laughs> no, for me, another aspect of that is being, like, because we try to juggle so much, it just, lose, like, I've lost track and I've failed horribly in that, just managing my time and space and stuff. And figuring out the puzzles of streamlining a flow 
to my work, to my stuff, it has become an enjoyment in and of itself in a lot of ways. So if I can take one thing and turn it into eight things, if I can find the most efficient way to film this, where I can film eight parts of it while we're doing this, the logistics of X, Y, and Z, like that like gets gears going in my head that I look forward to. And that I've, I've paid attention to that. And I'm like, okay, how can I funnel everything that, it, that I might, might dread or might find burdensome or, or take a lot of time and like put it through that, that flow um that's that's been a big thing for me Vargas what about for you so for back to the original answer or the <laughs> the question the the balance of uh work and content creation yeah forget scheduling <laughs> <laughs> so for me it was um it was really tough to do because I have a full-time job and then I was making content every day I was like I was streaming I was making videos and I I overworked myself to the point like I was sick and tired of this and I had to cut back. I had to learn to like spend one day to work on this and make make the video, stream the content, you know, make videos out of that content. And it it opened up so much. So like once you get a flow going, you know that like you're not going to be making content every day, but you could be posting every day. But the content was only made one day because when you work, you know, a, a nine to five, and you you you're making content. Also, like nine to five, like it's ridiculous. It's it's overwhelming, and I don't recommend it to people. That was my failure, and like I learned from that. St step back and chill out a little bit. Well, you bring up a good point because you're not just balancing your nine to five with your content creation, but also like existing in the world, seeing people, having giving time for mental health. Yes. So, Jang, how have you kind of found a balance in all of that? It's tough. Like. You're like, well, I haven't. <laughs> I always say on stream, I work, my job is a name of a Ben Affleck movie. And if you guess Batman, you're correct. No, but but it is the name of a Bat Ben Affleck movie. But like we have a schedule, like just like JPG and Karosha mentioned. Um, every Thursday is podcast after work, um, unless something comes up. But have a schedule. I try to do stuff on Monday and Wednesdays. And it's okay to like miss some, miss a day if you're tired. I mean, you need to take a rest sometimes. So. And you cut back on sleep to make more content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My sleep has suffered. <laughs> now, Joanna, what's one failure that you, you've had and now you have the answer? Like, if you went back in time, you could tell past you, like, hey, this is actually how it looks. Oh, no. I have so many failures. <laughs> um, how, do, how do I pick one? Uh so my my business was very slow for the first few years, and that's because, uh, to be on, honest, it's like I didn't realize that um, the importance of building a community, like a support system, um, people who want to chat with you in like a group space, you know. Uh, so when I noticed that sales weren't that great, I started as a painting shop, so that's probably part of it too. It was pretty pricey, but <laughs> but once I started building that community, like building the community of like content creators and building that community of small businesses and just everyone nerdy, right? Um, it started it started really helping out my business and allows me to do the the stuff I'm I'm doing today. So thank you all for being here. <laughs> uh, JPG. Uh, Gosh, which one do you want? <laughs> um, uh, I had mentioned before I had a ten I had a ten show podcast network uh, that was one of my bigger failures. Um, I, I I'm getting into 
into the tabletop role-playing space uh, within the last few years, and I've been very lucky to be cast on a few different shows. Uh, but I have eight very big, very public failed projects in, uh, in the TTRPG space, uh, including two cease and desists. Uh, one is from Disney, and then one was from like a smaller creator. Uh, so uh, when it came to the TTRPG space, I, uh, I, I thought that I could apply the knowledge that I built in podcasting and public speaking in order to be like, oh yeah, I can definitely do this too. No, you can't. It's, it, it's a, when you get to switch through content, there is so much more that you have to learn and give yourself the patience for. So uh, yeah, so that would say those are some big failures. Krosh, what about you? What's something like if you could go back in time and tell past self that you'd be like, mm, I got this now. I would say I'm I'm in a much better spot with it now, so it's still a work in progress. But how I wrestle with imposter syndrome in the space, I, I feel like constantly I would, and it's a it's a mixed bag because constantly comparing myself to the top of the top pillars in in a given community, in the podcast community, in the gaming community, in the journalist community. Um, on one end, it helped me give a, have a direction to go. I, I knew what to emulate. I knew who I liked and didn't like. On the other hand, I'm constantly thinking everything I do does not amount, like it is not on that same level. And it, I should, why am I even bothering kind of thing? And wrestling with that. And then it gets, like I would, I would stress myself out. I would build my anxiety. I would, you know, just emotionally be in a, just all roller coaster of a space. And I think stay, staying in a space now where I feel more comfortable saying, if I'm better today than my day, my day was yesterday and what I'm doing, that's a step in the right direction and focusing on my own improvement because what I'm doing is in this space and it's alongside those people, but I'm doing me in, a, in an improved space and just growing myself. And we'll see, I'm, I've gotten enough indicators, thankfully now, where I feel like I'm going in a positive direction or I know when I'm going in a direction I, I don't feel. I'm more attuned with that. And I, and I would wish earlier self had that. <laughs> Let's do a quick check-in. Where's my content creators again? <laughs> That's fun. Uh, keep your hand up if you have ever dealt with imposter syndrome. <laughs> we got more hands up. <laughs> I know. I love this. That's a really Possible. good reminder that like we're all going through it. And and I think I know this isn't my panel, but I think it's important to know that like we're not alone in this space. We're not alone when we're feeling that way. We're not alone when we're struggling. We're not alone. And you guys have mentioned building that community. And here we have in this room an incredible community already of just people feeling the same. And so I just want to remind everybody, like you're not alone in this space and in this creation. So I'm going to throw it over to JPG again. Okay. <laughs> what is a project that even though you failed, you're glad you did it because it got you to where you are now? Uh, so the very first podcast that we ever got to do was called Geek Say What? Uh, and then a couple friends loved what we were doing and they wanted to do their own types of shows and they're like, Hey, like we want to join up. And I had the idea like, Oh, why don't we just put this under a network? Uh, one show went to three shows, three shows went to six, six went to 10. And, uh, for a number of years, um, we had some really great success in the space. Uh, and, uh, it also failed the right before the pandemic hit. 
And uh, first and foremost, I was very excited that it failed before the pandemic because that would have been awful to run 10 different shows uh, while all of us were stuck at home, especially because we had a physical space where all of us were recording from, uh, which upped our professionalism. But now because of something real world, we could not do anymore. Uh, I am I'm, I'm very happy because there's a lot of people that are sitting here in this room uh, where I've built friends and loved ones and people who invest in me every day uh, because I got to do something like that. So uh, very happy about that. Um, the, I joke about the idea of networking. Um, networking is painful to a lot of people. It's probably painful to a few of you in here as well. Uh, and I try to reframe networking as like you're you're literally just trying to make friends for the rest of your life, right? If this is just that you work on one project, cool, you worked on one project. Uh, but and I think you know we're doing that here right now with Joanna and the weekly DLC, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, we are. So. I mean, they hug me now, which is really nice. <laughs> I'm I don't know. Very nice for us too. I'm, I'm still <laughs> unsure if Jang and you are going to fight. So <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> still waiting for it. Jang, what about you? What's something that you created that even though it didn't work out, you're really glad because it got you to here? I think all the YouTube videos that I never post because, like, as you're editing, you get better at editing, and so like, even though like I never posted the videos, like. I'll look back at it and like, hey, I got better at editing this as editor. And so I have one too. Oh, good, because so I was going to throw it to you next. <laughs> I, I, I tried to do streaming. Like, and that that's one thing where like I streamed every day and I like, I feel miserable at that. So right now I, I haven't closed the path down for myself, but I've, I've paused on streaming. I'm working on other stuff, the content creating stuff, but the, I learned that like I can't overwork myself from that. You know, I, I streamed every day and like I had to make videos from that because like or else how am I going to get found out? Like no one's going to find me on stream itself. You know, I should be making content off of those videos. But when I have so much to work with, I was so overwhelmed, like having to watch eight hours of footage and like scrubbing through it just to get like 10, 20 minutes of, of uh, footage to, to put on YouTube or put on TikTok or something. So I'm, I'm glad I tried it. But I, I will be trying to get back into it again. Now, we've talked a lot about things that haven't gone well for us in this space. We're coming up near the end of this panel, so I'm going to switch it a little bit. We've all gone through failures. I want to hear about successes. So you've gone through all of this. We've had projects that haven't come out the way we wanted them to. But what are some of your successes now so people can see that there is success through failure, things we've learned and grown. So Joanna, I'm gonna start with you on this one. Oh man, um, <laughs> I was hoping you'd throw it at someone else first, but that's okay. Uh, oh, I don't, I don't know even which one to pick. Uh, I guess being here, <laughs> never in a million years would I have thought I would be on a panel um, or have a booth at WonderCon. This is probably the coolest experience of my life. Is and just where's that booth again? What? Where's that booth oh, again? That booth is in Hall B. It's DL49. Please come visit us after after the panel. Everyone gets up and leave. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, this has been just a monumental experience, just being able to, to work with these guys, to meet all of you, and just to be here in general. Never would have guessed. Like, if you asked eight years ago, Joanna, if I would be at WonderCon, I would be like, there's no way. <laughs> or on a panel, like, there's no way back then. But now it's like this... I kept I kept trucking through everything and now now I'm here. So, Akrosh, what about you? Uh, sh 
Joanna, you took my answer. I was going to say this <laughs> panel, but um, but you can say it with we, your we sunglasses have the podcast. off. Is that <laughs> not success? <laughs> uh, no, the things we've done with the podcast. One of our first interviews um, that we got an opportunity to do was just us reaching out and just saying, "Hey, let's contact." It was Andy Weir. He's a uh, author of The Martian. He did the the film that everyone's seen with Matt Damon. If you're not familiar with the book, he's the original author, and like he just. I reached out. He said, yeah, let's let's figure it out. And we found a time. We talked for 15 minutes about a bunch of nerdy stuff. And that, like, blew my That made it feel that concrete, feel real. It felt... That we were doing something. We were doing something more than just kind of making a comfortable space. I think before that, I enjoyed everything we were doing, but I didn't think of what else it could lead to. And I think that opened my eyes up and doors up in my head of, like, we could do other things. We can open this up, so... Jing, what about for you? I started content creation because I wanted to get into places for free. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we are now. I mean, no, that's that's the truth. But yeah, he's I off mean, the panel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, been, technically, been, he did get in here for free. Right? Yeah, <laughs> we've been invited to the Game Awards. We get, we get invited to a lot of cool events, and we do get like game review codes, free games, like so. That we do reviews. Always on. shoot your shot. Yes, Vargas. So for me, it's um, also the podcast. Like, it's something that like I've never been a part of for so long. We've been what seven years now, and it's been going strong. And we're we're continuing to build it. Like, we have small failures here and there, but we continue on with it, and it's it's been working out very well for us. And JPG, uh, building, helping carve out spaces for people who look like me and people who feel marginalized. Uh, I'm the very first person who ever got a Filipino-centric panel at for Comic-Con. Uh, I, in the TTRBG space, uh, I refuse to play any characters who are not explicitly Filipino. <laughs> uh, and uh, just making sure that, you know, with the same sort of representation that I'm fighting for my community, I'm fighting for other communities who feel just as marginalized. All right, we're going to go down the line and just where people can find you really fast. Uh, they can find me at Cold Marmalade, all social medias, and yeah, that's it. You could probably find him at the Weekly DLC. <laughs> <laughs> and at the <laughs> Weekly DLC, that's what it was. <laughs> you can find me at Cujo Prime pretty much everywhere. I'm on Twitch. I'm on all the social platforms. And you can find me at the Weekly DLC. At the Last Bosses everywhere. Uh, HCT Nerd, or Here Comes the Nerd everywhere. <laughs> and uh, Speaker JPG, mostly on Twitter. And then, JPG, you are on a panel tonight? Oh, yes, we are on a panel tonight as well. If you're looking what? to laugh at us and uh, see us uh, argue with puppets, uh, 7 o'clock, it's going to be room 300A. We're going to be playing a game that we made up called Pop Culture Fantasy Draft. Uh, right after that, you can also watch the same puppets uh, uh, play through a D&D one-shot as well, too. So uh, please feel free to come and hang out with us. It's going to be a wild night. <laughs> and before we end this, can we just get a round of applause for the volunteers that run this room? Yeah. Thank yeah, you. They helped us get the recording on this. So. Yeah, they are volunteering their time that they make sure these panels run all day for everybody. So thank you so much to the volunteers. Thank you for everybody who came to watch us tonight. I will also be on the panel. You can find me at the welcome party um, as well as Alexy Galaxy, A-L-I-X-Y, G-A-L-I-X-Y. Let's give a round of applause for Alex as no. well. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you everybody for coming. I hope you guys have a great panel. Oh, he doesn't have his glasses on. He took a yeah. <laughs>
You but felt thank like you, it was everybody. Over. Have a great rest of your WonderCon. <laughs>